Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. The middle of the road with Chris Allen and Jason E. Jones. And Jason E. Jones, yay! Excited time. Oh, I think I have that sound effect if you want it. Sorry. That sounded like 78 porn. (laughs) Right? I hit the wrong button. I got an applause button somewhere. Uh, All right. Chris, 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 Chris. Yes, yes, yes. We have. We love you, Chris. We love you. Oh, my God. I've got all your albums. You're like, wait a second, I don't have any albums. Right? But no, no, no. See, if a girl comes in and she's got to love you, I love all your albums. I'm, you know, I'm just like, yeah, my albums are awesome, aren't they? All right. That's great. Um, can you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah. I want to um, know what she's thinking. Hey. <laughs> so to tell me uh, today, well, we're going to talk about today about what if – there was this is kind of my diamond thought process. I, I I don't know how to describe it. I just love it. To talk about what it had been like in maybe like a thousand years ago or something when there was no Twitter, there was no internet or anything, there was no microwave or things like that. What what if there was, would we have the Magna Carta where it's the first official document of, of what we know today as, um, uh, I just woke up and I was hoping my brain was going to wake up too, but we'll see. Um, the official document that what we know today is democracy where people, regular people, actually had a say in what was going on in the government. What if what if there were microwaves and things like that and they're like, did you hear what um they're talking about doing uh, sorry for the bad accent, but we'll see. Did you hear they were talking about um uh a microwave and um I, I would like to make a hot pocket. Uh, what about possibly overthrowing the king and making him say, let's have a Magna Carta? Oh, no, no, I want to make a hot pocket, and then I want to go on MySpace. What's MySpace? <laughs> it's a place where you can go and share all your ideas. Smashing. Let's do that. Anyway, that's probably a little too posh, but I'm trying here. It'd be more like, let's go on MySpace. There we go. Let's go on my space and then we'll go on Twitter and then we'll make a hot pocket. <laughs> Can you imagine though the how it would change people's mindset? It just it's just incredible. I mean, 
I don't think any of that stuff would have been done the same way. Um, I think you would run into uh, one of the reasons that stuff worked and, and it worked in that time period that it did um, was there wasn't that much connectivity. Uh, nobody like everybody talks about how divided the world is now. Right. And to be honest, the, yeah. this division is not really a new thing. We just didn't talk about it as much. We didn't know what everybody was thinking all the time. We didn't know everybody because there was no social media. If social media existed then, I, it, it would have been a mess. None of that stuff would have got done. Nothing. Everybody would have been sitting at home, reading tweets, eating Hot Pockets, and uh, diabetes would have wiped out the entire world by now. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing about like sugar. Um, let's look it up. Sugar, when was sugar really started to be used? Because sugar, let's be honest, sugar runs our world, our society. Oh, yeah, like everything. And, and honestly, right now, what, what, the thing that rules our society is not even sugar. It's something much worse that was uh, invented because uh, they were trying to figure out what to do with corn. Uh, and that was high fructose corn syrup. If yeah, they, well, if they had had that back in the day, dude. As a culture, we would be destroyed. Eighteenth century sugar became enormously popular. Great Britain, for example, consumed five times as much sugar in seventeen seventy as they did in seventeen ten. And you know, people talk. And I'm sorry, I'm you know me when I get fired up about something, but. When people talk about what uh, what being um, uh, what am I looking for here? Uh, having hygiene and brushing your teeth and all that stuff. Did you know that you really, you really? I mean, you need to brush your teeth, of course. Yeah. But sugar, sugar is the reason why you really need to brush your teeth. It is. And back then, when the first sugars came came out when they were using sugar, it was pure sugar, which is actually mm -hmm. way healthier than the sugar we have now. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh, they were just using pure sugar. They weren't adding anything to it. They weren't they weren't making like using high fructose corn syrup. They were using they were just using pure sugar. It like if you ever get to the grocery store, you go back and you'll see them uh, selling old cokes like made with real sugar, made with cane sugar. It tastes totally different because it's not all that chemical stuff added. Yeah, uh, if if we had, if we was to take the technology we have now and just whip it back on, say the French with 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 their their pastries and croissants and all that good stuff, that would have like there would have been they would have never left there. They all would have gotten fat and died. Like, yeah, because they would have been using all this horrible. Oh my god! For the record, though. I know we keep saying hot pockets and we're bashing hot pockets because literally they're little pockets of unhealthiness. They're they're cheese and meat and dough and it makes you want a hot pocket, doesn't it? it? it you know they're delicious though, right? Like there's, I mean, once what you get past once you get past the lava stage, they're good. My problem is, is I'm <laughs> I, I'm fat and I always bite into them during the lava stage and melt off half my face, and then I'm not sure if the hot pocket is good or good after that because I can no longer taste or you know fill my face because I'm melted off. Well, you know, I told you, 
I told you that this past week I've cut back on my sugars and carbs like 90, 95%. And I was able to get into my 36 waistline pants. Um, Congrats, Kenny. I, I, like I don't like it. you anymore. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. Well, thank you. I'm out of the, I'm gonna get out of the fat club. But let's be honest. Let's look at that, too. But you know me. I, I am fascinated, probably too much fascinated with time travel and, and, and scientific stuff and all that stuff. But let's let's look at why like today, if you go down a main like area that me and you grew up in, one of the the, the closest major little town is Cookville, Tennessee. If you go down a strip and you see like eleven restaurants or more, there's a problem. That's a big, that's, there's more places to eat than there are to be educated. You you ever notice that we have more restaurants than we have libraries? Well, that's because people want to eat. Nobody wants to read. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. That's, but what are they eating? But what are they eating, Chris? Oh, they're eating the worst of the worst. Nobody goes into a restaurant and orders a salad. Or if you go into a restaurant, like, look. We're in the South. We love Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Cracker Barrel's great. I, I'm not, I've got to tell you, bro. I'm, I, I go to Cracker Barrel, order grilled cheese and French fries. Mm-hmm. Well, do and you, do I'm you, not a Cracker Barrel big time fan. I know that's blasphemy. That, that is blasphemy. Oh my God. I, I'm not a, a giant Cracker Barrel fan either, but the, the point I'm making is, is uh, you go in the Cracker Barrel and they have Waffle this, House. They, they have a salad. They do, and and you can order their salad, right? And when yeah. they bring you that salad, they 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 bring it in a trough, because I don't want to call it a plate, because if it takes up half the table, it's not a plate. It has so much bacon, cheese, and, and, and unhealthy things in it. You'd be better off just eating a normal sized burger than finishing what they call a salad. Like you, they, we ordered the salad and they brought this, the salad, I call it a salad cause there was lettuce in it, but there was so much bacon, cheese, eggs and everything piled on top of the salad. Um, fried chicken, it had fried chicken on it. They used chicken, cut up a piece of fried chicken, put it on top of the salad that you couldn't see lettuce and the plate weighed every bit of a pound and a half, like of stuff, of food. And I'm like. I'm going to eat all of it because I'm fat, but I'm like, I thought I was doing good ordering the salad and like you could taste the grease in the fried chicken that was on top of the salad. I'm like, in, in the South, it's, you have to deep fry everything. They'd probably deep fry the lettuce if they thought they could get away with it. Uh, but it wilts. I tried. Uh, and that's what happens when you go to a restaurant. Like you, it's really hard to eat healthy and Pretty much every restaurant I've ever been to. Um, granted, I'm not going to the fancy smancy restaurants where they serve you dots on a plate and tell you to eat it, but that's what happens. Yeah. For the record, though, the salad was really good. But when, you know, gre- grease is dripping off your chicken, can you really call it a salad? Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can test for fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it. 
because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Yeah, that's true too. Um, well, you know, let's take a look at like Waffle House. There when you eat at Waffle I love Waffle House. And Scattered when I was out in... Covered yeah. Sorry. Oh, hello. You said Waffle House. Hello. My brain went to hash you know, browns. I'm like, I, I understand. Man, I was in Las Vegas for, you know, for almost two years. And <laughs> I made a call to Conyers, Georgia, the home of Waffle House. And what? I said, are, are y'all, are y'all going to come out here? They're like, it's just too expensive. <laughs> they said that uh, it's just too expensive in, in Las Vegas in California. I said, they said, we do have one in Phoenix. I was like, I live in Las Vegas. I'm not driving four hours to eat. No. There, I love Waffle House, but. There's a restaurant in Vegas that I sadly do want to go to after seeing their burgers. That if you weigh over 300 pounds, you get a discount. Oh, my God. Like. Oh, God, I forget what it's oh. called, but they literally call their burgers like the quadruple bypass. It's like a heart attack grill. Yeah, yeah. The, all the, the the way this is dressed up as nurses. Oh yeah, that's just. I mean, <laughs> wow. And you know, it, I see that place. I'm like, okay, I should never eat there. But then I look at the food; it does look really good. Just what's? I, cr- I was just gonna say, what's crazy is. The the life expectancy of human beings have increased so much now, right? Yeah, They've I, increased so much. But yet, we do everything we can to try to kill ourselves. I'm thoroughly convinced the only reason life expectancy is, is, is increased is because of the advances in heart medication and heart surgeries. I agree with that one. Yeah. Like, like um, if you listen to my other show, the Chris Allen Podcast, which is now the Chris Allen Podcast, uh, I actually just talked about my dad. Uh, a lot, and he he died of heart complications. But, I'm sorry, but well, he died. Really of, sorry. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was rough when it happened. But in all actuality, if it wasn't for heart surgeons and heart medication, my dad would have died when he was 43, and he made it into his late 60s. But he ended up having to have a quadruple bypass, and they fixed his heart. Like, and for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes, if that surgery didn't exist because of the way my dad ate, because he loved a White Castle, and and and. He's the guy who would make bacon and flip it with his bare hands and lick the grease off his fingers as he was eating it or as he was cooking it. Just he would he would he probably would have literally eaten bacon grease with a spoon. He loved it so much. Um oh. but the only reason he was alive to make it to the 60s was because of a heart surgeon and uh them going in with balloons into his heart and clearing out all the junk. If if so if we was to take like you said and put microwaves and put all this food back in the day and not send them heart surgeons, life expectancy would have dropped to 40 and stayed there. Yeah. Because the only reason we live long is because of the amazing works that, that they have figured out how to fix bad hearts. Because we, as a society, just in general, abuse our bodies to no end. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I know oh, yeah. I should never go to that heart attack burger place. I know. And you know what? If I ever make it to Vegas, I'm be like, just one time won't kill me. Actually, that place one time might. <laughs> <laughs> it might. It might. Well, you know what's interesting is that we, if you ever, 
like I did it the other day. You ever eat chips so fast and you're just like, oh, I'm so hungry. Uh, but if you think about it, will eating chips fast make you any more fuller? No, it won't. It's all a mental thing. The brain controls so much of what we do and how we think. Because if you look at it, you're, you're okay. You're like, ah, I got to eat. I got to eat. I got to eat. Okay. Well, great. You got to eat. Well, by trying to choke yourself with food is not going to make you any more full. It's your brain telling you that you need to, to constantly be eating. And I, I got one for you that actually it really goes along with your point. Eating fast actually causes you to overeat because your body doesn't have a chance to react to what's in your stomach. So you continue yeah. feeling hungry, even though you're actually full. That's a very, I was a very fast eater. My dad was, um, I mean, maybe my brother was, I'm not sure, but we used to, we used to just eat so fast. Oh, and yeah. yeah. I actually did not become a fast eater, a super fast eater when I wasn't trying to show off, um, for yeah. like normal meals until I started working at a prison. So I worked at a prison for six years, and when it was time for your lunch break, you ate as fast as you could and then relaxed for a minute because you never knew if your meal was going to be interrupted. And if your meal got interrupted, you didn't know when you were going to get back to go eat again. So I got to a point to where I would eat my entire lunch in like two, three minutes just so I could get food in me. And once I got into that habit... It was really, really hard to break it. Well, you know what's funny is most people don't drink water. Most people, a lot of people don't drink water. A lot of people don't don't eat vegetables, don't do the things that they need to do to keep, keep your body. Your body is a lot like a vehicle. It needs to have a maintenance. It needs to constantly be running. It needs to... Maybe not constantly running, but it needs to stay running. And I'm bounced around here, but like when you get older and you watch the people that don't do anything all all day long, yeah, those are the people that eventually their bones just lose all their density and and all everything that's going along with them, and they they start to fall apart because they're not doing anything. And the people that are out here running marathons and people that are working out all the time and this and that, they're the ones that that don't go to. I think that should be there should be a sign that says, why should you work out and eat, try to eat healthy and then have a big sign of a nursing home and people living in a nursing home because that's that's your future. I, 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 I agree. Uh. And, like, I'm diabetic. Um, I make no secret if I talk about it. I've been in the ICU now twice for it, although the second time I'm still annoyed about because my sugar wasn't actually high. But I still went into what's something called DKA, which is where your body, your blood basically turns into acid and starts to destroy your your internal organs. Um, Because I was drinking too much soda and not enough water was the second time it threw my blood off, which I think is ridiculous. But I found out something. Um... I'm allowed, as a diabetic, to drink all the diet soda I want because it has no carbs. Yay. Okay. Okay. Um, the chemicals they use, the sweeteners and everything else they put in diet soda, actually have a, 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 a chemical, and I, I forget the name of it. I can look it up later if you want the chemical name, but 
It's the most evil chemical that ever was. It makes your body feel hungry when it's not. You have a chemical that releases in your stomach when you're full. So your body knows that you're full. This chemical that's in every diet soda, even the Coke Zeros and all the new ones, that suppresses that chemical so you won't feel full even when you're full if you drink too much diet soda. Okay. And like diet soda was supposed to create it to help people be able to enjoy soda and not have the bad effects of sugar and almost feel like you're drinking a literally called diet drinks. But they put something in them that, and in, I don't think they did it on purpose. This literally might be just something where they had to do to make it taste good that makes you hungry. Well, doesn't diet soda have something in it that's not good for you? Um, Every soda. There, there really isn't such thing as a healthy soda. It just doesn't exist. You shouldn't drink anything that comes from a chemical process. And all sodas are, are a version of chemical process. Even alcohol is a version of a chemical fermentation is a chemical process. In all honesty, your body was made to drink water, absorb water, and enjoy water. You shouldn't even drink Gatorade, Powerade, any of those. None of them. You should only drink right. water. Well, it comes back to that sugar thing where we, we crave sugar. Yeah, oh, because yeah. it's addictive. Um, one of the reasons I'm having so much trouble not drinking soda anymore is I get physically ill if I don't. I'm so physically addicted to caffeine that if I don't drink a soda, I get headaches, I get the shakes, I I, I literally feels like I have the flu, I become unbearable to deal with, I, I'm, I'm miserable, like, it's horrible. It's not good. And that's what they've done with a lot of the foods that are so great that people want so much so you crave them is they've literally put things into it that actually have addictive quality. Sugar is very addictive. Um, mm -hmm. If you go 100%, I'm not eating any sugar at all, your body crashes hard. Uh, and, and when I say no sugar, I mean like no carbs, no nothing else. People um, who do like the keto diets that cut it all out and stuff, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about it. Like the first several days, it's it's really hard, and then you you can get over it. But because there's there's just sugar itself is naturally addictive. Caffeine is naturally addictive. Your brain gets to the point where, it, like you said, you crave it, and the companies take advantage of that. So they put in more sugar than they need to because they're like that's going to make people oh, want yeah. this, you know. And I don't know what crack they sprinkle on White Castles, but I crave White Castles every day. Well. Uh, it's it's the taste. It's it's really not what's going in your body. It's it's that taste. Yeah. Your taste buds have been have acquired that taste for 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 soft, greasy, and and I'm not trying to get adult conversation here, but in a way, it's like. Everything that is pleasing to the eyes and pleasing to the lips and, and tongue is very, very addicting. It's soft. It's, it's you know, it's just, uh, you can't describe it. But again, when you, when, you, when you mix meat, cheese, and bread, you're, you're just asking for major problems as far as having issues uh, doing what human beings do when they're trying to release fentanyl it could be hiding anywhere including in your house including in your medicine cabinet 
or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash comedy. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com slash comedy. Talkspace.com slash comedy. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So going yeah. to the bathroom. So You're making me want to go get a Crave case right now. I'm just saying. I'm so well. I'm glad I'm I'm having that impact on you. So let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about. So if William Wallace was busy, um, which is actually uh, Edward, not Edward. Hold on, I'll think of it. Uh, Earl the Bruce. The Bruce. There we go. Yes. I'm proud. I'm proud of myself. I'm actually. Robert the Bruce. I haven't I haven't been up very long. You messaged me, and I was like, okay, let's get up. Um, Earl the Bruce, which is technically did more, excuse me, for Scotland, for Scotland than um, William Wallace did. He was more of a leader and all these things than what William Wallace was, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forget the entire but, Mel Gibson movie. Enjoy it as a yeah. wonderful movie of fiction. Right. No, you're right. But uh, what if back in those days of William Wallace and Earl the Bruce and all you know, all the Scotsmen, what if they were busy watching TV instead of being out here? Because now let's switch the conversation to why do we have entertainment? Do we have entertainment? Because I think in a democracy and especially in a country that is created by the people for the people, which is now pretty much what you see on the side of a cop car that says uh, – to protect and to serve it's it it really doesn't mean anything anymore and don't get me wrong i respect what police officers do but they're they're actually there's actually in in the what was it um the uh, supreme court came down and said that police officers do not have a obligation to protect you they are there to keep peace that is their job they're not there to protect you. They're there to keep peace. And while in the process of protecting you, while keeping peace, they can protect you. But their job is not to protect you. It is to keep law and order in the communities. And I think that's kind of what we are now by we the people, by the people. Because 
what did the people stand for anymore? We don't even know what our own laws are. There was laws passed probably last, they were passed in Tennessee, Kentucky, where you live, uh, the United States. And we don't even know these things, but we do know when uh, Game of Thrones, the new series comes out, uh, which I haven't, I haven't watched that, and I don't know if I will watch that, but that's another story. Yeah. But <laughs> here I am talking about how important it is to know, and I'm talking about now movies and shows. But we know more about our favorite sports teams. I can tell you Hendon Hooker is not throwing an interception in like forever with the University of Tennessee in football. Can I tell you the same about – the property laws of Tennessee. Can I tell you about what my rights are as far as being able to, to walk out in public with no clothes on, um, to whatever. Um, I, I, I really, I can't tell you that much because we are so fascinated with being entertained. Well, and, and, and I'm going to have a little piece on us as a society now, because you're saying back in the day, they did know these things or I kind of feel like that's what you're saying, but even before entertainment systems or TVs and everything else back, if you go back, if you walked up to the average citizen in 1920 or 1820 or any of those times, unless it was something directly affect them, they, they didn't know what laws passed, you know, like when they signed the declaration of independence, right? There was a very small group of people who actually knew what was in it who knew what was going on. They knew they wanted to get away from the British, and they were all willing to fight. But as far as the actual mm-hmm. politics of it, they didn't True. know. And not because you know they were trying to keep it a big secret, just there was no way to distribute that information easily in that time frame. I mean, they, they, they warned people the British were coming by horseback. Like, it, it wasn't, didn't have the technology. Um, and if they had had the technology back then, which is where we originally started with this whole conversation, they probably would have been watching a version of Game of the Thrones, probably being Game of Chickens. And instead of the Kardashians, they would have been following around William Wallace on, with the camera, and they still wouldn't have known. Human beings right. are inherently lazy. Path of least resistance. It's, it's almost what every human being follows. There are exceptions. There's always exceptions. But as a species... Once human beings get comfortable, unless it's something that directly affects them, they kind of ignore it. And they let, well, there's there's somebody taking care of that for me, so I don't have to worry about it. I voted for my, my senator. I don't have to worry about it. The, the person I want is in there. I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. And and they don't engage. Um, and everything else is just a distraction that keeps them from it. But even if they didn't have those distractions... Again, they'll find something comfortable and snuggle in and they worry about what's affecting them day to day and they don't look at the big picture. And and it's a good thing there are people in the world who do, but for the most, the human species as a whole, and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm a human being, so I'm bashing on myself. I'm one of the worst about it. I get comfortable and I think about things. And, and that's what happens. And I don't think it would have been any different. I don't think it was any different back in the day. Um the reasons that they were healthier and better back then was they didn't have access to stuff we did. So if we was to drop access to all that stuff we have now to them, what's happening to us now as a society just would have happened sooner. Well, this is where I think I'm going to prove my point. 
if you take a look at today, there are what almost eight billion of us on this earth right now. Five point three billion of us reportedly have the internet, so it's probably somewhere between five and six billion people. Yeah. Um, most of us today, like for me, uh, whatever reason why I I'm not very good at building things or. I had a thing at early age, and I'm going to get into some trauma here. Uh, I have dyslexia, and what do they call it again when you can't when you see numbers backwards? Oh, it's, it's a version of dyslexia, I think. Dysnumbria or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's, but, but it's the same thing pretty much. Is this with numbers, and you had it with I'm numbers not, I'm and not, word letters? I'm, right. Wow. I'm not good. Yeah, yeah, both because, but it has to be in a certain pattern, like um, mostly numbers. Uh, if I see nine three three, like if I see nine nine three, I may see three three nine. Wow. Or three nine nine. It's it's crazy. So therefore, and I'm giving you some real juice here. I'm not good when it comes to numbers at all because in an early age, I had some serious trauma with with being in class and being told I was stupid. And the thing was, it wasn't the fact that I was stupid or they threw me in the slow class because it was the fact that I had dyslexia and also just whatever they call it yeah. for, for numbers. Because you had been in the earlier stages of school, in the early 80s, late 80s, mid-80s, just the 80s. Well, I started school in 1984. 1984. So, and back then... I was six. Yeah, back, back then, Dyslexia, I'm not saying it wasn't a thing, because obviously you had it, so it was a thing, but it wasn't something right. they really... They didn't have a class for. They didn't... It wasn't... Because nowadays they pull those kids aside and then they work with them specifically and help them push past it. And, and, and back then, they didn't even do that. They're like, oh, you're just stupid. And, and basically traumatized you. And Yeah, it did. And to this day, I'm not good at math at all. I'm not good at understanding footage and yardage and all those kind of things because my brain has literally shut off because it was just – I. I I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, no. uh, it is what it is. I live my life without math. We'll put it that way. Isn't that funny? I mean, yeah, that's not funny. It's, it's actually horrible. And it's, it, I'm glad yeah. the schools have gotten better about it now where they can actually recognize it. But that's, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, I've, I've said these things before about certain subjects. I've said that the phrase that I've never talked about this before, I've never talked this in depth. So this is, this is breaking, breaking news. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you take society right now. We we came from hunters and gatherers. That's that's what it was. It was hunters and gatherers, and the women prepared food and this and that and blah blah blah. We now, most people, now if if the crap hit the fan, okay, and we went into an apocalypse or whatever you want to call just an absolute uh w w there was an emp that went off and knocked us back they said if that happened that probably the world's population would decrease by 75 percent within a couple of years oh yeah because we are so dependent 
on technology. So if that happened, I'm going to be one of those. I'm going to do what I have to do to survive, but I'm not, I'm not good at building things. Um, I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, how many people are good at building houses? How many people are good at doing the things, uh, I mean, we've, we've, we've lost all those things. So therefore we depend on, on society to take care of us. We depend on our grocery stores. We depend on having things brought to us or whatever, because we don't have those skills. And now they've even taken it, the building of houses, they've taken it to technology. Have you seen, and if you haven't, Look it up on YouTube. Everybody looks at these. Most I think it's amazing where they have found a way to 3D print full size houses. No. Yep. It, it's a machine that uses oh. concrete that literally builds a house from concrete from the foundation up. All they wow. got to do is slap a roof on it and add the electrical and plumbing. Yeah. Well, therefore, right there, I mean, yeah. So we're not even. We're not even being asked to even use brain, our brains anymore. We just have to click a button. And it builds a house. All they can do is keep yeah. more concrete. And it literally 3D prints a house. And we're talking, this thing's huge. This device they use is huge. We're talking massive houses. This isn't like a little, a little one of those little mini houses. You know, No, we're talking three, four bedroom houses with massive like houses. Just 3D printing. Like they've taken everything out of it, which is yeah. amazing because this machine's completely breakdownable and movable. So it's actually really cheap to build these houses, which is a good thing in today's society. But like you said, you're not good at building stuff. Even the people who know how to build houses are being pushed to the side for for technology. So yeah, if technology. Well, let's shuts be down, honest too. Farmers, they they've really hamstrung, hamstrung farmers now. Uh, how many people? are even becoming farmers anymore. I saw they actually have a farm bot. Oh, I bet. I, I'm not surprised. They have a bot or a robot for everything. Now, let's let's get back to my fascination. I'm sorry. Oh, no, um, you're good. But let's no, I'm 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 just saying though, let's get back to if <laughs> and take different parts of of history. And if people, if, <laughs> so if there was, when Paul Revere said the British were coming, what if he tried to text it and he was out of service or out of minutes maybe, <laughs> and he's like, the British are, he's <laughs> like, the British are, um, hey, I've just got a text. It says, uh, the British are the British are bad people. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the if, British are. If you try to if, if if you try to tweet out if the British are coming, if he wrote coming, there'd been like a thousand comments. No, he's not. No, they're not. You're lying. No, they're not. What are you stupid? What are you? Yeah. What are you? What are you dumb? Only o only a crazy person would believe that the British are coming. Yeah, only one. There's only yeah a crazy person. Exactly, and uh, then you get somebody go. Oh yeah, whatever, man. The British aren't coming. They were never coming. It, 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 yeah, you're stupid. Like, 
Twitter is just the an absolute abhorrent thing, and it would have been just as bad then. Uh, it may have been a little bit better because everybody did believe the British were there. Um, they might have been like, oh, yeah, the British are coming. Awesome. Cool. He told us. We know what to do. I actually think in that scenario, since it was an active war situation, it seems like that's the only time Twitter does good even now. Like when they had the uh, Egyptian uprising, what was it? They called it the, oh, what did they call it? Something Spring. Uh, when they had all those governments getting overthrown uh, and they were using Twitter. So I think it would have been more like that. I, th- I think, honestly, as long as he had minutes and had service, they would have believed it because they were in, in an active war. But the war would have been so different. Like, the tactics we used to win the war would have never worked. Because the reason we won that war is because the British used a traditional army tactic. Um, and they actually cover it with a movie that Mel Gibson did and got pretty correctly um, was they would get in a line and march in a line and one squad would shoot, then the next squad would shoot while the other one was reloading and they were wearing big bright red jackets and marching through a field. And the American soldier said, oh, we're not going to do that. We're going <laughs> to we're going to we're going to hide in these bushes and forget your civil proper war because the British did everything so proper with their tea and their little pinky in the air. Um, and we're going to shoot you where you can't see us because we don't want to yes. die. While yes. y'all standing there in that line, no, we're not going to do that. Right. And had there been the technology that they have today, I don't think the British would have marched in the red. I think they would have been like, oh, we know they're in those fields over there, so we're going to be over here and shoot cannons at those bushes. And they would have used technology for that. So, given that the fact the British probably actually should have won the war based on numbers and military advancement and supplies and everything they had going for them, and the reason we won was being sneaky and smart, um, if they had had technology, we would have lost. If they had had yeah. the Twitter and the ability to communicate on the battlefield better than what they did now or did then, we would have lost the war. We would not be America. We, right. We would have been way more sad and about the Queen this this last couple of weeks. So, yeah. So with that being said, I, I talked about when I first talked to you this morning, I'm talking about something very controversial, but I do want to kind of get into a little bit is uh, why? No, I'm going to leave it alone until another conversation. Uh, and I'm not going to get in in depth like I was talking about originally. Anyway, um, let's stay on. Um, so, you have to wonder, and obviously, human beings, we think we we think we control things more than what we really do. Um, I mean, unfortunately, and I haven't talked to you since. I witnessed. You know, I was holding the guy's hand while he died at my job, and um, you wonder why some of us died in early age, why this and that, and the things that we can control and can't control. I mean, what this is for, this will kind of get us to our next episode, but you know, what's it all about? Why, why are we here? And I think that's a great way to kind of end this conversation. 
and, and and that's getting into some deep philosophical stuff there. And what you experienced is, is, is something that most people will never experience. I've experienced it. Um, you've experienced it, and it it's mm-hmm. it's a moment that makes you think, and it's 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 a scary moment. Uh, and I, well, whenever you have to question your own mortality, yeah. that's that's what it's like. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, yeah. Yours was was it was a car wreck and something bad happened. Mine was while I was working in the prison. Uh, one of the the, the 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 residents had had a heart attack and I had to do CPR, but they didn't make it. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it it makes you it makes you go oh. It, it made me question my whole everything, absolutely everything. I, I and, and it puts you in a, in a whole another mindset and and. I don't want anybody to experience, but at the same time, when you experience it, it opens your mind up to a lot of things you would have never thought of. So, yeah, yeah. that is definitely something we could get into. And uh, I got some philosophy stuff I, I, I want to research a little bit better before we talk about that, because there's some really good uh, people have put a lot of thought into this, because that's been the question of society, like, since we've had sentient thought. Why are we here? Yeah. The minute we got past the point of being we're every day we're doing exactly what we need to survive and that's all we have time for excuse me oh bless yeah. you the, the thank the you philosophy became a thing and, and people were asking that was like probably the first major question everybody asked when somebody's like oh i have a full belly oh i have food for the next couple of days so i don't have to I'm, I'm not gonna die oh the farm's doing well oh i'm good nothing's happening somebody said that goes well why do i do all this i was why why am i here that was yeah. literally the first thing, and, and and so yeah, we could definitely, definitely hit that on the next show. Um, is there anything else you wanted to hit today? Uh, no, I think I think we need to always leave them wanting a little bit more. And, and anytime I talk to you, even off the air, I always want to talk to you more because it's always such a good conversation. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap up the show. Uh, sign off for Chris Allen and Jason E. Jones, and always. Go America. Go USA. All right, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, There's two shows on the network to enjoy the Chris Allen podcast and Middle of the Road with Chris Allen and Jason E. Jones. By all means, listen to both shows. Um, If you want to support the shows, patreon.com slash worst jokes. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook on the Chris Allen podcast page. Or you can find us on Twitter at, at cman2342. By all means, check out one of those places. Send us a message. We're also on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. And it's all good stuff. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, send us a DM. Have you on the show. Tell a story. Tell a joke. Whatever you want to do. We look forward to hearing from you guys soon. And everybody have a wonderful night. I'm Sierra Bravo, and I'm the narrator of a brand new, first-of-its-kind sitcom podcast called Popcorn for Dinner. This show has everything a sitcom should. Relatable problems, wacky characters, and even a will-they-won't-they. It's comfort listening at its finest. And there's even a laugh track. But don't worry, you get used to it. Popcorn for Dinner, a brand new sitcom available wherever you get your podcasts. Popcorn for Dinner.